Hallelujah. God is so good to us. Thankful to be in his presence once again. And if you you want to just stand for a moment, we'll just uh, remind you of what we're talking about. We've been, um, for the last couple of weeks, we started on the, the reward of when and began to mention that uh, there were some things that the Lord said, when you do them, you shall be rewarded. And um, so we reading from the word of the Lord and where he was teaching the people in Matthew chapter 6. And so we talked about when and expectation and God desiring us to do the things that he wants us to do. And then uh, we mentioned that there were three things that he was uh, teaching at that moment, three wins in our life. And last week we talked about when you give. we're going to talk about the second win and it's one that uh, we should love we love around here anyway we love to pray but when you pray and so uh, let's go ahead and pray for the lesson I'll let you be seated Lord we thank you so much again just coming into your house Lord we believe your word we trust your word Lord let it find good ground in our heart today let us be obedient to it changed by it Lord, we're going to praise you for all of it. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. One more time, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. What a great God. Hallelujah. Thankful to be in his presence. You can be seated and God bless you a whole bunch. Glad to have Brother Brian and Sister Patty back in Georgia. They had to take a trip up north, but I'm glad they're home. Good to see everybody today. In uh, Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, we, um, uh, as we were teaching this lesson, we were using the principle of this where he mentions a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And uh, I had this rope that I've used in times past, and um, it has three cords. The first time I taught this, we took one cord at a time, and just naturally you, you understand that each cord will bring strength to the next cord. Two cords are stronger than one, three cords are stronger than two and one. So uh, when you bind them together, a threefold cord is not easily broken. In this passage of Scripture, Jesus mentioned that there were three things that we would do when you give, when you pray, when you fast. Each one followed uh, each action was followed by, if it's done correctly in the right spirit, in the right way, that your father that sees this will reward you openly. And um, more than that, I think that it, it helps, is a great foundation and a builder of a stable spiritual walk with him. These three things is uh, that you should have uh, in your walk with God. I believe Jesus expects that. That's why he said, when? Just as we mentioned before, you know, when as parents, when our kids would like, you know, a treat or some allowance or something, we say, well, when you do your chores, you'll get that. Uh, they often want an advance. Uh, can I just get an advance on that? And, uh, uh, you know, can I owe you? That's what uh, um, I remember, um, I think uh, Luke was telling 
Thomas one day um, that he uh, he could owe his daddy that hundred that he something owe him. I was, but you know sometimes we want that. We Lord, I sure in advance on this on on some things getting done in my life, and he's like, well, when you pray. So I, I believe in the when. I believe in the re- the reward of when, and uh, some. Thing that uh, Jesus said in Mark 4 and 20 also uh, helps us to realize because prayer is scripture. Prayer is part of his commandments. Prayer is things that Jesus expects from us. And so when Jesus was talking about the gospel and talking about the word of God, that when the preacher, the sower, whoever's sowing that word, he's sowing the word of God. And when you sow the word of God, it said, these are they which are sown on good ground. Such as hear the word and receive it. It means you, you hear it and you embrace it. it. It's going to become part of your walk now. This is going to be part of my life. This is the way I'm going to do things. So I've heard this instruction. I am receiving this instruction, not rejecting it. You can receive or reject. I'm going to receive it. And then uh, there is a reward. It brings forth fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100. And so if that three-fold principle were right, you, and you could say, um, you know, there's a lot of folks that, well, they believe in praying, they just don't believe in giving, or they don't believe in fasting, or people that, you know, that give, but they never pray. And they never, you can't do abundantly in one of those areas and expect it to make up for lack in the other area. It's not like, okay, let's pick and choose which one we'll do, and I'll just do that extra, extra good, and that, that'll make up for me not praying or fasting. Um, the Bible says, let our moderation be known in all things, so why not just do all these things moderately? Just have these things, these actions, these uh, things in your life. And when you do that, uh, when you hear that word and you receive it, it's going to bless your life. Sometimes people think prayer, boy, prayer is hard. Well, it's, you know, it's like anything. You, you get better as you go. I would say uh, to anybody who's praying, if, if it's something that has to be taught, the disciples ask Jesus, teach us to pray. You know, so uh, just like in school, something that had to be taught, uh, how many times did you go over your multiplication tables until you got them? How many times did you write the alphabet out till you got it? You know, it's these things that are taught and sometimes they're, they're brought over and over again until we get it. Prayer is like that. Prayer is, is the action that uh, you will be taught as you pray. You know, um, it's um, while you're there, I've mentioned this before, it's, it's not a monologue. Uh, where all you do is talk and then you get up and go about your way. It's a time of dialogue. It's where you're talking and you're listening. You know, you want to listen to what the Lord is saying back to you. He, he's listening to you. If you believe he hears you, then he, he is. He's listening. He hears those prayers. But now, am I listening? You know, some people want to do all the talking because they think they got all the answers. Even when they talk to God. Lord, I can tell you exactly how to fix this. <laughs> That's not prayer. That's us trying to instruct the Lord. Hey, God, I, you're good with everybody else, but I, I can tell you how to fix my life perfectly. And uh, we do that. You know, we think because this is my life. I know what to do. 
It was like Peter uh, out fishing that, that day and uh, been fishing all night and ain't caught nothing. He said, well, just throw that, note over on, that, that net over on the other side of the boat there. Just throw it. Lord, mm, we've been fishing all night. I can just hear the aggravation in Peter's voice because he, he just seems to be a type that will get aggravated quickly uh, just reading about him. Like, don't you know that I fish? That's what I do for a living. Nevertheless, he, I think he thought he was going to prove the Lord wrong. I'm going to prove him wrong right here. At your word. And then he threw it out there and they couldn't even haul the fish in the boat. You know, so, see, God knows what he's talking about. And even though it might be something we feel like we're experts at, we still need to listen to him. When it seems like I've done everything and it hadn't produced nothing, if you'll listen to him, it will yield. And that's what that means when we hear the word of God and we receive the word of God, it's going to bring forth. And so I want to make sure that I am hearing what Jesus is saying about prayer. What is he actually trying to tell me here uh, in this just short little discourse? There's, you know, uh, I mentioned it last week. There are 523 verses that um, refer to prayer. Uh, the first instance that we recorded of prayer in the scripture is in the first book in Genesis uh, from Abraham, the father of faith. Uh, he prayed for the king Abimelech because Abimelech had taken his wife. Of course, Abraham, you know, hey, that's my sister. Oh, well, say bye to your sister. And he took her. And then the Lord's like, hey, bud, what are you doing? And Abimelech's really blameless in this, you know, because he, I didn't know. He said it was his sister. Well, uh, you need to turn her loose. And, but anyway, they, Abimelech and his kingdom, the ladies and the, and the people in the kingdom, they were afflicted at that time. And he, God told him, he said, now you go and Abraham's going to pray for you. And when he does, you'll be healed. And, and then in Genesis 20 17, that's what happens. Abraham prays for Abimelech and uh, the, the king, the ladies, the, they're healed and they're able to bring forth children. And so we see, you know, men praying and God doing the miraculous through prayer. So things happen when we pray. And um, there are times when uh, God will instruct us to pray. Why, why couldn't God just say, okay, Abimelech, y'all are healed, but let's send somebody to pray. Let's, let's be an example of faith and let's follow what the word of the Lord says and pray according to the word of the Lord because that's what Abraham did. He prayed according to the word of God and it worked like God said it would. But we have to have faith that it will, that it's going to work out like that. There are some instances of, uh, I like to look sometimes and see what great people in, you know, that we talk about, you know, thinkers in the world and just people who just have you know, great things to say about God's word and stuff. I like to see sometimes what they say about certain subjects that, and I was, um, looking up some of these today, this morning before, I thought I would just share some of these quotes before we went on to the lesson. Uh, if you know the author, uh, Max Licato, uh, just a great, great quote. He said, our prayers may be awkward. And isn't that something? That's the way we feel sometimes. I, I feel funny in my prayer. I don't, I, you, know, you feel, do I really know how to pray? You know, I wish the Lord was right here so he could teach me to pray. And, you know, and you, sometimes we listen to other people pray, trying to, so I like the way they pray, and then, well, I don't know if I want to pray like that one though. You know, 
you just try to figure out your own prayer life. But, but he said, our prayers may be awkward and our attempts may be feeble. And here's the, the thing to get. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. And so we may not be the most eloquent. You know, there were two men standing in a temple praying. And one was, you know, talking about what a good guy he was, and he was so glad he was not like that guy. And that guy would not even lift his head up, just said he was hitting on himself and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And nothing eloquent about that. But he said that man went home justified because he because he was honest, he was sincere. And that's it, the, the sincerity of the prayer. Uh, is this your heart's desire? Are you praying out of obligation or are you, you praying because this is what you want to do? Uh, Martin Luther said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. I think that's a, uh, I think that uh, suggests that we are God's children, but we never talk to, to him. I don't want to be estranged from my father. A.W. Tozer said, to desire revival and at the same time to neglect personal prayer and devotion is to wish one way but walk another. A lot of people, I want, I want revival, I want revival. It's going to start with prayer. The church started with a prayer meeting. I've heard Brother Mangan say that many times. church started with a prayer meeting. A man by the name of Edwin Harvey, he said, a day without prayer is a day without blessing. And a life without prayer is a life without power. There's power in prayer. E.M. Bounds said, prayer makes a godly man, puts within him the mind of Christ, the mind of humility, of self-surrender, of service, of pity, and of prayer. If we really pray, we will become more like God or else we will quit praying. And D.L. Moody said, every great movement of God can be traced to a kneeling figure. And I, I think that's, uh, uh, if we were to listen to what the Lord said in his word, my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. I'm, a, I'm for any kind of program or outreach we can do. I'm for things that help people get involved and all those things, but there is nothing that is going to facilitate a move of God more than praying people because God has framed it into that verse. He said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. You know, we, we can get humble and we can give. We can get humble and we can hand out cards. We can, you know, do all kinds of things that are good. Because it's giving, it's doing, it's this thing. But, but the Lord said, there's something about my people contacting me through prayer. And uh, humble ourselves and pray. Come before him uh, in humility and, and pray and, and realize uh, that we need him desperately and pray. I, I want to be prayerful. I want to always keep a prayerful mind. But uh, I don't want to say I've got a a prayerful mind if I'm not praying. And I feel like uh, lately even, uh, I just uh, had purchased a, a book that I was starting to read and it was on prayer and just different things and, and really been 
you know, wanting to turn the microscope on my prayer life and uh, what am I doing in my prayer life? Am I uh, as fervent in my prayers as I should be or am I so busy about everything else that I feel like, well, God understands because I'm so busy. I, you know, I, I've got to pray. Uh, I can't live this life with, without prayer. So what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, he started in verse 5 uh, because we want to, I don't want to just keep going and, and miss what he said here. He said, And when you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. And verily I say unto you that they have their reward. Uh, so if, if prayer is about how loud you can be or how eloquent you can be, or how loud you can, you know, speak in tongues, or how long you can speak in tongues, then you're you're in the wrong place for it. You're in the wrong attitude and spirit about it. It doesn't mean we don't pray with volume at times. It doesn't mean we don't pray in tongues at times. But if our whole deal is to do those things to be seen and heard of the people in the room we're praying with, then we're in the wrong spirit. Um, so... Let's make sure we're in the right spirit. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet. When you have shut your door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And your Father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly. Now that's not uh, saying that um, we don't believe in corporate prayer. Of course we do. There's too many instances in Scripture uh, that deal with corporate prayer. But... Uh, corporate prayer should not replace personal prayer and neither should personal prayer replace corporate prayer. I think that it's uh, both. I think you find the benefits of both. I think there's times when you need to be alone with God. And then I think there's times when you need to be with people of like faith who are praying so that you can be ministered to in prayer. Many times on Monday night prayer when this place is filled with people walking and praying the gifts of the Spirit are in operation and people are, are being healed. People are being loosed. People are getting a word from God, a word of knowledge. We, we've been here and heard tongues and interpretation and, and heard a word from the Lord. And so corporate prayer, essential. Because I've had people that say, I don't come to Monday night prayer because I, we're just supposed to pray in our closet. And I was like, well, what happened? That was a big closet in uh, Acts chapter 2. <laughs> because... About 120 in that closet. That was, that was a walk-in closet, you know. So, uh, but I, I just showed them those things. I said, "No, I get that." I said, "I understand what you say." I, I, I said, "And you should have personal prayer." But uh, there's too many instances that um, pray. Even in the Old Testament, they would fast and pray. The whole cities would pray, and people would be praying. So, uh, don't ever let anybody tell you uh, that corporate prayer is not biblical because it is. There's more than one witness to it in the scripture. But uh, Jesus said, I expect you and me to have time together because when you pray, when, when. And so uh, desiring the rewards of prayer will require the when of prayer. So in verse 7, he said, when, and also, but when you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do. They think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be ye not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore pray. 
Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forget our debt, forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. There is a liberty that comes in prayer. That we can be set free from some things in prayer. Uh, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And so we can see that uh, prayer uh, can, and, or the neglect of prayer, because we, we forgive people in our prayers. And uh, sometimes uh, before we pray, go ahead and forgive people if you have something going on so that your prayers can be heard and that you can experience that liberty. Because there's no... A greater prison than unforgiveness. It will lock you up every time. And so we've got to have forgiveness in our life. Um, in uh, Mark 11 and 17, the Lord said this, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer. So uh, I thought about that, and we think about that, and of course it's, it's not a, a great leap, and it's not, I don't even feel like it's... Uh, Chase or stretching the scripture, I feel like that uh, when the, the scripture said, what, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which you have of God in you, or where Christ in you, the hope of glory, or either one God and Father above all, through all, and in you all, uh, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. It's obvious that uh, this house which is, uh, of course, corruptible. It's going to go back to the dust one day, but it is a house, and it is the temple of the Lord. And so this house should be a house of prayer. I, would, I, I don't want to make it a den of thieves. I want it to be a house of prayer. Um, so uh, let's make sure that we remember that if we are the house of the Lord, if we are that temple, God is that spirit, well then... We need to be making sure that we are, you know, uh, a house of prayer because it's on the sign already. You can't change it. My house shall be a house of prayer. I've said before, if, if we've got it on the menu, you, you got to have it in the kitchen. It's, it's, you can't, it can't be, uh, oh, hey, I'll have something. Oh, we, that's just on the menu. We don't really serve that. Oh, what do you have? So I want to make sure that if um, I am a house of prayer that uh, I'm actually praying, that uh, I'm doing my best to pray. Again, spend as much time in prayer as you can, but your prayer is not dictated to, I need to, if I, man, I mean, some people set a timer and pray, and that's, that's cool. I know we have things, sometimes we're like, okay, I, I've got to pray, and then i got to get to work, so I know you're watching the clock. You know you got to get ready and leave for work or whatever, so I understand sometimes we're on time limits, but um, if, if you pray 15 minutes instead of 30, how was it? Was it 15 minutes of sincere, fervent prayer? All right. Don't, don't, oh, I didn't pray that full 30 minutes today or that full hour today. Well, sometimes you don't. That doesn't mean you say, well, 15 minutes worked good. I'm just going to do 15 minutes every day. Don't, that's the wrong attitude also. Pray when you can, 
and pray like you should. You hear what I'm saying? But pray and believe and have faith in God because there is instruction here in the Scripture that brings blessing, it brings reward, it brings benefits. In Philippians chapter 4, in verse 6 and 7, Paul said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer. Everything by prayer. Everything by prayer. Oh, I don't pray about that. That's silly. Everything by prayer. <laughs> there's there's a, a, a movie that we used to watch I've seen before and I know some of you ladies have seen it, but there was a, a lady, and she, uh, she worked in a beauty shop, and something happened. She turned around, and she, she had knelt down, she was praying. They said, what's she praying about now? I said, who knows? She prays at the drop of a hat these days. And you, some of y'all probably think, oh, I know what movie you're talking about. But, but um, we ought to pray at the drop of a hat. Pray about everything. Hey, get you a car that don't work right all the time. It'll help you pray. <laughs> That's the truth. I, I have prayed in that old blue truck of mine many times. I, I, I'm not kidding. I pulled in here the other day. As soon as I turned in, it just cut off. And, uh, and it's been doing that a lot lately. And when you're in town, in traffic, and everybody, and you're on a hill, and you're like, please don't shut off right now. I'm, I'm sitting there just tapping the gas. Lord, let this truck get me home. And I'm not kidding when I do it. I'm not joking with God. I'm like, I'm serious about that. I don't want to break down and have to block traffic and get a tow truck. And I, no, I want to make it. And so I pray about everything. When I get a car, I pray over it. Lord, keep this car safe. You use it to your glory. Anything I can do for the kingdom with it, I'm going to do it. And, you know, and, you know, I, I pray about everything. You know, and so he's, what he said, by every, everything. Don't be careful. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's, there's your attitudes in your prayer. Let your request be made known unto God. We bring a lot of prayer requests to everybody else but God. There's a lot of people who like to get everybody else to pray. There's a lot of people who offer prayer requests, but he said for us, if the request has not already come from us, don't pass it off to somebody else. Well, they're better, they're more in touch with God than I am. I don't know if that's what they think, what their, where their mindset is here. There's nothing wrong with asking other people to pray. You should, but you don't say, here, I'm going to give you, pray, pray for this. Well, have you prayed about it? Oh, no, I, I, I don't even know how to talk to God about this. That's, you know, we've got to trust God enough to talk to God. And we've got to believe that we can come boldly before the throne of grace, that we can find that help in our time of need. We've got to believe that he is. Now, the Bible says he is, and he is a rewarder. Now, that's three different times Jesus talked about us being rewarded, but we've got to, that's in, in giving, in praying, and in fasting, if it's not done in faith, then it's done in vain. 
It doesn't, it's not going to amount to anything. Uh, we've got to pray in faith, believing. We've got to trust that God hears us uh, and believe. He said, you know, ask without doubting. Pray and don't doubt in your heart. We've got to make sure we're having faith in the prayers that we're praying. So let your request be made known to God and the peace of God. Here's a, this is a great reward, which passes all understanding. It will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Friend, if you want to walk right with God, pray. Because there is no bigger battlefield in each individual than the mind and in the heart. The heart is deceitful above all things. We need prayer to keep it in check. Our mind will lead us right out the door if we don't keep it in check through prayer. Uh, we need to pray. He said, and when you pray, when you make these requests known, there's a peace that comes. It says past understanding. Nobody has this figured out. I don't care. There's no biblical scholar nowhere. They can't really understand how God brings peace to the human mind and heart simply through prayer. It's a, it's a supernatural peace. Jesus said, I'll leave, I'm going to give you my peace. It's not as the world gives peace. He said, it's different. I'm going to give you my peace. And so the peace from the world is in things. And it's in money, security, financially secure, a house, you know, food, health, things like that. But there's a peace of God that comes in that even when those things are not around, I'm good. You're good. Oh, yeah. I think about the woman that had uh, the prophet that told her, said, you're going to have a child. She did have a child. She, of course, she was, don't be lying to me. You know, don't be teasing me on this. This is very, you know, oh, no, you're going to have a child. So she did. Well, then the child dies. Promised to her. Miracle from God. And so she tells him, don't bury this kid. Puts him in the chamber. Put me on this donkey with this guy, and he's, let's take off. Where are you going? I'm going to find the man of God. Lord, how do you know where he is? Don't worry. It'll be all right. So they just take off. Well, the prophet sees her coming, sends the young man out there, and, uh, check on her, and she gets there. Finally, he's like, hey, is everything well? She said, it's well. Your kid just died, and it's well. Because she knew she was going to the place to get the answer. And so instead of burying it, instead of getting a funeral ready, she said, I know that uh, it's going to be all right if I can just get my request to God. And she had a peace. She just said, it's going to be all right. It's, it's well. It's well. She kept saying, it's well. Well, you know and I know that we would not feel like it's well in our if that had just happened, but that's the peace of God that passes understanding. That helps us realize that even though things are tragic or things have happened, there is a peace that comes with this. When we pray, there is a great reward for that in personal prayer and uh, in our corporate prayers. But uh, I'll say it like this. If a reward follows these wins, then there will be a lack of reward when there is no win. <laughs> There's a lack of that. There's... It, ooh, and see, that's the thing. The Father has these rewards waiting. I passed by a sign. 
headed home the other day. I think it was on that Church of Christ going toward the house. And it said, heaven will be full of answers to prayers that nobody ever prayed. I think that's what it says. So, and I thought, boy, uh, I would hate to see the Lord would open our eyes and say, hey, this, this is your closet of, of rewards. It's full <laughs> because you never pray or you never fast. You know, I, I want to make sure that uh, he's having to refill mine every day. You know, I, I, I want to I be praying. I want the things that God's got for me. And, uh, and let me tell you, there is nothing, there's no money amount, there's no material possession, there's nothing in this world for us as individuals that is as great as peace with God because people that have everything that you could ask for financially or material wise and they have no peace there are people who have great positions in this world when they all oh, they have no peace you look at people who are celebrity status and things you think well they've got it all they have no peace I mean, they, they have no peace in themselves. They, they have no peace when they go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. People taking pictures, people looking at your life. People, no peace. There's no amount of money that's worth being in that kind of public eye. You, you have no life. And so I, the peace of God uh, helps us win the victory. It's going to give us the victory in our hearts and in our minds, help us to keep moving forward and do what God wants us to do. Because when we pray, we are confirming to God that even though we don't see him, and we don't even see an answer. We believe anyway. We believe in him, and we believe in the answer. Because the Bible says we must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. I need to believe in God, and I need to believe that he will answer, that there will be a blessing out of this some way, somehow. It's going to work for my good. I've, I've never seen anybody get a reward and be like, you know, what is this? Uh, you get a reward. A reward is something good. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we, we get from God. So there's whatever God gives you from that prayer is going to be for your good. It's a reward. You're being rewarded for that time in prayer. You're being rewarded for your faithfulness to the word because it's the faithfulness to the word that brings forth 30, 60, and 100. And so praying is in the word. There's more in the word than just heaven. Because everybody wants to go. And a lot of people believe everybody will go. They believe it doesn't matter who you who you believe in, you'll go. But the Bible says there's one way to go. Jesus said, I am the way. You're not going outside of him. And we've got to pray to him. So have faith in God and we'll see miracles, and we'll be rewarded. In Mark chapter uh, 11 and verse 22, uh, Jesus had just the day before had cursed a fig tree, and of course they came by the next morning. It's dried up from the roots. Peter's uh, like, look at this. The tree that you cursed is withered away, and Jesus said, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Listen, when you pray. There's that when again 
when you pray because you can have desire and never pray. And desire without prayer equals nada. <laughs> Zip. Desire is just simply not going to be enough because there's a lot of people that desire to eat better, but they don't. They desire to lose weight, but they don't because they put no action behind it. Jesus said, uh, the things that you desire, when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you shall have them. Have faith in God, pray, see the miraculous, be rewarded when there's a reward that comes in this. Uh, in Jude, chapter, uh, Jude 20, he said that we should build up ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Prayer is spiritual exercise. And just like uh, we must uh, work out more than once a year, if we're going to really build ourselves up, we have to pray more than once a year. You know, we, we've got to have a consistent, anybody that's going to build themselves up through any kind of exercise or through any skill or through anything that you do, if you want to be good at it, you're going to do it over and over and over. I've made mention of this. If you want to be good at golf, you're going to play more than once every two years. You're going to play every week at least if you're going to be decent. But you're going to be all the time hitting buckets of balls and getting that swing perfected because you, you, know, you know what happens to them? They get that uh, memory, muscle memory. And so it's just your body just knows when I've got my hands like this, I know what to do. And that's why I'm always hitting my shots consistently. You know, we need to have that kind of muscle memory that, oh, my body knows that when we get like this, <laughs> we know what we're fixing to do. Or, or when I do this, I know what's about to happen. Something's about to come down. And that we need that kind of muscle memory where we're praying, we're being consistent in our prayer lives. And, and because when we do that, God is going to bless us. So we build up ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And so we need that. We, we don't want to, to not have faith. You must have faith when you pray. In uh, James chapter 5, uh, man, just uh, several verses right here is just pray, pray, pray. James 5 and 14, and of course James is a chapter of faith. and We, we know that. He talks about faith without works is dead. But he said in verse 14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. That's the word of the Lord. I believe when we obey that, things happen. It says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up and if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one to another, one for another, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There's just no substitute for prayer. It availeth means to have or to exercise force to be able or it can do. So the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man can do it. Or woman, the child of God that's praying and uh, 
fervent prayer, it, it, it's going to make a way. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and then it didn't rain. He prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. The power to stop things and to start things are in prayer. There are a lot of things that you can conquer through prayer. There are some things that we want to stop in our lives through prayer. The Bible says the power of death, that's a stopping point in the natural anyway. But, uh, and life, you know, when we look at things, when we have a loved one pass away, they stop being in our presence. You know, we know that to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. That's different, but here it stops. Life stops. But he says the power of death and life is in the tongue. And so in the tongue, yes, we pray. So when you pray, you can have the ability to stop some things and the ability to start some things. You can pray some things into existence. You can pray some life into some things. You can pray for something new to come. And, and so he said that rain fell and the earth brought forth her fruit. It, it, it was a blessing. Uh, so we need to not discard prayer because I really don't know how to pray. You know how to talk to people? You know how to talk to your best friend, talk to your husband, whatever, your wife? You know, do you know how to talk, speak to people? Just man, go to God talking. You don't have to pray in King James language. You don't have to say thee and thou and thou God. Or you, know, he, he, you don't have to pray like that. You don't have to try to, you know, let's see, let's see. Most wonderful, magnificent, excellent, mighty, everlasting, uh, king, uh, savior, healer, deliverer. You, you got to name all these names off in titles and his abilities at the beginning of it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yeah. You know, just, you know, you don't have to say them exact words, but you can just, you know, but, but start out just exalting him. Blessing him, spend a time of who he is, and, and you know, he, when he said "I," he said, "You're you're saying you're something to me." Let God know that you mean something to me, and you know, you know, my my great friend, my Lord, my God, my Savior. You know, just uh, just, but let him know, and then just pray, God, I'm trying. You know, be honest with him, be sincere. I'm trying because he already knows. You know, and if you feel like, Lord, I'm blowing it. Well, he knows. You know, he, he sees it. Yeah, you are. You, but you come to the right place. You know, and, oh, God, I'm just failing. Yeah, but you come to the right place. Lord, I'm struggling, but you came to the right place. Lord, I'm upside down, but you came to the right place. And so, uh, you, you know, you come in, God, I got it all down. I'm doing great. There ain't nothing wrong in my life. I got this. Let me give you a little something. <laughs> Let me give you, go out there and your car ain't going to crank. Walk outside, you got a flat tire. Oh, he's going to see if he's still going to pray. Is it still good with you? Motor blew up. Still, deer hit the side of your car, tore all the pieces. Still good with you? <laughs> JT, he just, he just had a deer hit his brand new car. 
tore all the old driver's side up. Just He didn't hit the deer. The deer attacked him, <laughs> you know. But it's going to be fixed. It's all good. It's going to be good. But what I'm saying is, you know, prayer just does so much for us. And so we've got to get, and you can come on, darling. When we pray, we've got to have a, an instance of when if we're going to have this. And again, Jesus, his disciples said, Lord, teach us. I never saw him say, teach me to work miracles. Teach me how to feed multitudes. Teach me. He said, teach us to pray. Because if I am in communication with the Father, if I have that kind of relationship with him, the miraculous is going to happen. These signs shall follow them that believe. This thing is going to follow us as, as believers. That's why Jesus told him at the end, he said, you know, up to this point you've asked nothing, you know, but he said, now ask, talk to the Father, ask him in my name, and, and man, he's going to, he'll give it to you. You know, so we know that Jesus wants us to have that kind of communication, that kind of relationship, because he said, I, I want them to be one as we are one. And he said, I want us to be one. And so I don't want to neglect prayer. And I'm going to say this, and, and, and I want you to hear what I'm saying. There's nobody that appreciates what you do, anything you do for the kingdom more than God does. And if you're, man, if you're handing out, you know, care packages and bags to the homeless, if you're, you know, buying food for people and doing things and just outreach and stuff, there's nobody that appreciates that more than God. But you can't hand out enough care packages to negate prayer and just say, you know, because that you're trying to say, I'm going to make it in by my good deeds that I've done enough good that I'm going to be all right. God wants you to pray. And I would venture to even say this, that he would rather spend time with you in prayer than to see you handing out care packages. Because if you pray, you're going to start having the heart of God and you'll be doing those things anyway. But sometimes we'll, you know, we do things that we're, we say, think we're good at cover up for the things we think we're bad at and a lot of us think we're bad at prayer I don't really know how to pray I see everybody else praying looks like they got it together yeah I would never claim to well I got it all together I just know that when I get together with him in a time of prayer things happen and he shows me how to be better Shows me how to be more like him and definitely brings peace to my mind and to my heart. So let's not forget the second strand of that threefold cord when you pray. Because when you give is great, but you have to give yourself to prayer. All these strands link together. Next week we'll talk about when you fast and you have to give yourself to fasting. And so... It all starts with giving because that's where God started. God is love and God gives. And so we want to be like him. We'll be a giver. We'll give. We'll give ourselves. We'll give our time. We'll give an offering. We'll give ourselves to prayer. We'll give ourselves to fasting. 
give ourselves to the ministry, to the work of the kingdom, but you're going to be given. And so let's not neglect that second strand. Let's, let's learn to be prayers. I've always said I'd love to see Monday night prayer be the biggest service of the week. I would. I, I would rather see this room so full that we have to just spill over into the foyer and the nursery and up into the youth sanctuary that it was just that many people praying because a church that's praying like that is about to be a sound of a rushing mighty wind. Something's going something's to happen when we pray like that. All right, let's stand together this morning. Thank you for being in Sunday school. Let's lift our hands and pray one more time together. Lord, we love you. Thank you. God, for being with us, and thank you for the word. Lord, thank you for the instruction. And now I pray that each one of us will receive it. And Lord, we're going to look for 30, 60, even 100-fold. Lord, we know you're going to bless it. And God, this is going to be a praying church. And our house, this church, and the house, our individual bodies, we're going to be a house of prayer. And Lord, we're going to see the reward from it. We just thank you for all of it. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Give him one more hand clap and shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's find a place to pray before the next service, believing God to do some great things.